I think that I do the same voice for you that I do for Nan whenever I'm like talking as y'all, where it's just like, oh, hey, look, what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know why it's not, y'all sound like Shaq when I make fun of y'all. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts, but we're not going to be critics, we're not going to throw you numbers, we're just going to be the people that ask at the end of the movie, so did you like it? I am Sir Square, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-host. I'm the fourth member of Cham, Kaschan! And this week, too really break into the more adult-oriented section of, uh summer of animation we checked out perfect blue mima was a pop star this is mima's last performance with champ who desired to become an actress i really hope that i can entertain you just the same as an actress but sometimes aspirations can be deadly i'm always watching mima's room in the world of make-believe this is when Mima proves herself. The price of fame. Don't worry, Mima, it'll be all right. May not be worth the cost of identity. Where did this come from? How do they know so much? Innocence is lost. Dreams become nightmares. And privacy no longer exists. Where everything you do can be seen by everyone. And those you trust are really those you should fear. Your life no longer belongs to you. Excuse me, who Manga are you? Entertainment me, presents you? Satoshi Khan's animated psychological thriller, Perfect Blue. Directed by Satoshi Khan, I honestly have no idea where to start from because this is a insane film. It is a short film. But as soon as it began, even in this, like, kind of just, like, concert sequence, um, like, it's her final concert, she's about to be going to an actress, and they even perform, like, one of the songs, and, like, you're kind of, like, jamming with it, too, a little bit. Like, from there, you can't stop watching the movie. I, I like how we can call, like, an hour and, what, 20-minute movie, like, a short film now. <laughs> like, now it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, that that was, used to be respectable. That, that, was a, that was a quaint short film, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> as opposed to nowadays where everything's hyper-blown up, spectacle, and has to be, like, fucking two hours, three hours long now. I'll start on the onset and say this was my suggestion. I think I asked you. I was like, hey, have you seen Perfect Blue? And you're like, nah. It was good, though. I said, yeah, me too. So I bought it like... This is actually not true. This was my suggestion. Oh, was it your suggestion? Yeah. Oh, okay. I just remember being like, yeah, I saw it. It's really good. Uh, I saw it, uh, I think, because I had heard so many good things about it, and I know we had done Paranoia Agent. I think you um, and put I the, remember. I think honestly though, you put the I you were the one that put the idea in my head because when I when I pitched the idea of summer animation, you were like, it, "Yeah, this could be your chance to watch Perfect Blue," and I was like, "That's one of my picks, Perfect Blue, like choice, boom." So yeah, you um, know what? This does go to you. This per, this oh, technically yay. yeah, this goes to you. Point to me. Point to cat. Honestly, yes. Point to like, Kaz-chan. Point to Kaz-chan. Uh, So, yeah, I remember watching Paranoid Agent as a kid, and it freaked me out. Uh, and so I bought it 
Uh, and while I, and as I was rewatching, I was like, you know what? I heard such good things about Perfect Blue. Fuck it, I'm gonna buy it. So I think I bought it like maybe a year, maybe a little over a year ago. Mm. Saw it for the first time. I was like, wow, this is actually a really good movie. It scares me so much. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, you're right. You're totally right. This is a terrifying film, but it, uh, uh, you can't. It's that. Uh, it's that train wreck you can't look away from. Not like train wreck in like terms of like quality, but like Mima's life from the like what happens to her from the start of the film by to about the end. It is just wow. Yeah, wow. Because even while she's doing like her very last performance as a pop idol, uh, they show like a creepy stalker man in the background. And while she's performing, trying to you know do her announcement, going to do her announcement that hey, this is going to be like my last. Uh, you know, thing before she can even start, uh, people in the crowd yeah. just start getting rowdy, and I think it's because like that guy runs into someone or something like that. Something very innocuous, but yeah, people start like fighting and throwing shit. Well, he it, it was also that like he was going up to them to begin with because they were talking, uh, they were talking some mad uh, shit about his girl Mima, and uh, like oh, that's you know, right, yeah, they they were gossiping, yeah. they were gossiping about idle news, you yeah. know. And so they start doing this fight, and like one of the band members is like, "Hey, calm down, everyone! Mima has a big announcement to make." And that's when she announces that is going to be her last performance, to the shock and chagrin of everyone in attendance. Uh, but and, and to be honest, I understand her decision because if you feel like you want to try something new, and that was really what your end goal was, go for it. Especially in like an industry when like when this movie came out, like I don't think pop idols were very popular in uh, like modern culture at the time. Yeah, I don't know a thing about I don't know a damn thing about pop idols back then or a thing about pop idols now. Um, so not my wheelhouse, and yet I love this movie. I'm not gonna like pretend to know a lot, but I think like in terms of music, like. There was like kind of a pulling away from that scene for a little bit, and like so, I I, I would get that. I would totally get that. Trying trying something new, and honestly, I like the role that she gets immediately after leaving the group. Mm -hmm. I think double blind, uh, like what's it called, double bind, something like that. Especially with like how it ends. That's a crazy great debut performance if you pull that out, you know. Especially with that kind of twist at the end where we were kind of like, what? Yeah, originally, she was just some kind of guest appearance on it and just going to have like a line be a background yeah. character of like someone else. You know, of like, I think she was just going to be like the sister of a murder victim. Uh, and then just have the line, mm -hmm. uh, what was it? Hey, who are you? Yes. Uh, that was it. That's all she was brought on to do originally. So. Yeah, it was just supposed to be one of those cameo, like, oh, hey, look, it's a celebrity from a thing that they don't normally do, but, you know, they, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But, hey, look at them. But, uh, but her agent, her agent puts in the work. He is able to sell her, like, desire to leave the pop image behind to get her a more in-depth role that, while horrifying in some of the ways it goes... Man, is that insane. Like that that's a show that I feel like if it really existed, it would be talked about like in the media. Mm -hmm. Especially in today's culture. Like that sounded like I was like, oh sweet, that's like the next summer Netflix show. She's really eager to break into the acting whole business. Um 
And I think to the degree... Now, maybe because it works out for her at the end, I guess. But, like, uh, she's a team player to an uncomfortable degree. <laughs> she's willing to be like... You know, people are like, hey, we got some stuff you might want to try out. And it's going to get... It might be a little uncomfortable. She's like, oh, sure, I'll do it, whatever, anything, you know. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't know about this, but, like, hey... If that's what I got to do to become an amazing actress, I'll do it kind of thing. So I love how, you know, we're, we're focusing in on the on the good points and the nice points. But I, I, we should really say that it doesn't go well for her mentally. Yeah. Because, like, I to really we kick it we off. We uh, started this episode out with saying there's going to be some trigger warnings. We should do that now. We should definitely do that now. So trigger yes. warning, there's going to be... Uh, sexual violence, murder, stalking, and uh, I don't know what you would call it. Some kind of disassociative disorder that just kind of, she is kind of second-guessing who, who she is or what's even happening kind of thing. So those are the trigger warnings for things to come up. This is a very uncomfortable movie. Very good movie, I'm still going to say. But it does, when we said that this was the month we're going to start uh, adult-oriented movies, is it? <laughs> and to really kick it off, like the reason why it starts to kind of, why she starts to slip a little bit is because at like the end of her career for Cham, she gets told about a thing called Mima's Room. And while like, while this is still kind of like the beginning of the internet when this movie came out, there were still yeah. forums. It's so early that she is like, what, uh, teens, 20s? Yeah, like I'd say she was probably in her she's early twenties. Like, yeah, I was like, she's either late teens or early twenties, but like, yeah, she's that young, and she has to like ask someone else, like, "Hey, what's this whole internet thing? How do I get onto? How do I get on the web? And like, what's an HTTP? Thing? Yeah, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah, it's that early. Like, and like, a, she asked her her manager that, like, a business person who would obviously know yep. what like the internet is because they use it. But like at the time it wasn't really an at home thing. You seem Rumi seemed very comfortable with the internet. Rumi seemed very comfortable with the internet. <laughs> uh, she just showed her how to use the computer and how to use the internet. But it was then uh, Mima decides to look up this thing called Mima's room that she was told about by a fan. And we mm -hmm. see, and it, it got an actual reaction of me. The, most terrifying diary that has all of Mima's personal thoughts and a detailed look at her day, like almost every day. And what really is insane is it's like, it's all real. It's not, it doesn't feel Don't. fake. This, this is something that she even remembers thinking before. Yeah, no, it it's like a paparazzi thing, and so it starts. It's done like the whole scene is done really well because it's very like kind of paparazzi, like kind of cutesy, kind of like, oh yeah, I was on set at a major movie studio thing. This is like someone who would follow around with a camera would know, you know, someone who is like a journalist or you know a paparazzi or something. Mm -hmm. It's like oh, and you know, it was so much fun. I got to hang out with all these actors and blah 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 blah. But then it like gets really more intimate with her day. It's like. I went to the grocery store and bought the same fish food that I buy for my fish, like, every time. There's the milk that I like, and it's the only luxury I can really, I, that I really afford myself right now, but it has the cow on it. And it gets so specific, and her tone just shifts in her reading it, 
And she's just freaked the fuck out, as anyone should be. I was terrified. I honestly, I hadn't, like, a movie hadn't made me feel that uncomfortable in a while. Because to think about, like, this happening to you, just, like, on in a time when this could very much happen, where you just wake up and somehow all of your personal thoughts and feelings are just on the internet. I mean, even something not so intimate, you could just have a disagreement with some jackass on the internet and suddenly you're doxxed and all of your information is out there <laughs> from someone who is determined enough. Oh, that's true. That is also just... Like, I just I just argued with some dickhead on Reddit and now all of a sudden, everyone knows my address and I'm being swatted. That's cool. <laughs> so while this is happening and she's trying to break away from her clean-cut image... Uh, she starts realizing that, like, that security guard that was at her concert, who we know as uh, Mimania, mm -hmm. is following her. Like, she starts seeing him in different places. And even will have moments where she looks away and he's gone, and you start to question, like, is he there? Or are you just placing him there because of, like, what you're reading on the internet from Mima's room? Also, I don't know if this is just me reading into it but like his name has mania in it <laughs> yeah i that I feel like that's intentional there i feel like it's very much intentional maybe a little heavy-handed but you know and he also like is very distinct from everyone like everyone is like it's a it's an art style that's uh mm. i think feels like uh, anime has moved away from but it's an art style very much of of that time uh, we know when it came out, you know, you have all these characters and everyone looks, you know, just like, you know, an anime character, but he's just different. He has a kind of like a little bit of puffiness in his cheek and his like eyes, like looks like it's a little too wide or like a little too far apart. Uh, they, and like, I, I don't know, lips are very pronounced. Like they really do something to make him stand out from everyone and look. His teeth are, uh, protruding from his mouth. Yeah. Like they really make him seem weird compared to the way everyone else is drawn mm -hmm. and he which... already shows very questionable behavior because like there's a sequence where like uh mima decides to do a more kind of like risque model mm -hmm. shoot oh right and we see risque. It... it's this full nude i think it gets <laughs> it starts progressing to that and um uh, yeah fair enough we see him at like a at a store like at a storefront and like pulls the magazine out of another patron's hands and then goes up to the desk with like every copy of that issue of the magazine just fully trying to not show this side of mima to anyone else yeah not only does he not want people to see that he they also show every day he's reading the mima's room blog and like he doesn't even want to see it it almost kind of sets it up because it was the first time they show him reading the mima's room blog he's mouthing like they have her voicing over but he's mouthing along to her words that she's saying about while reading it kind of thing it, it kind of almost gave gave me the impression the first time that i saw it that he was writing the blog because yeah that, that definitely what it was supposed to do because yeah. like uh, since it was my first time watching it like i totally thought it was him yeah. especially when we start seeing him more and more in her day-to-day -day. yeah it really only started to like kind of push itself away from being him because there was too much of like her own personal thoughts that like 
were too on the nose that I don't think he would even be able to guess, you know? Yeah, but I mean, the problem is with this movie is like, as it goes on, it starts off with a little bit of paranoia, a little bit of like, oh, what, you know, was that really real kind of thing, mm-hmm. to at, by the end of it, you don't even know if she's awake or if she's acting in a movie or if these things are actually happening. Oh, yeah. Like that, <laughs> there was this like perfect sequence where um, you see her like wake up in her bed and like she goes about with like maybe like on the show and then like something happens and then she just wakes up on the bed again fully same position as if no time has passed but it was like the same time i couldn't tell i was freaking out i had no idea what was happening was that that would have been around the time that she found like some bloody clothes i think in her yeah. closet she woke up like yes. found some bloody clothes so i think she was like talking to her reflection and being freaked out cuz her reflection was saying some awful sh- oh telling her that she's not the real mima and that the real Mima talking to her in the reflection was going to make everything better. Uh, they just needed to get rid of her kind of thing. That freaks her out. And then she woke up in the same position after that. Yeah, well. And it's like. Yeah, uh, like she, <laughs> she starts developing this psychosis because she's starting to, like, lose touch with, like, what's real and what's in her head. Because, like, every time she now looks at a reflection, she'll see the, like, perfect idol version of herself when she was in Cham. That always Mm -hmm. berates her and tells her that she is not real and that this version of her is the real Mima. Just constantly just calling her an imposter. And telling her that she's dirty and ruined. (laughs) And that no one would Uh. ever, like, you can never go back now. Um, oh, like having an anxiety every, attack. Every, <laughs> every time she sees a reflection, if she sees a reflection in a mirror, if she sees it in glass, uh, I think a car passes at one point and she sees Mima in the car. Uh, but like, it, 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 so that part felt like a dream. Was it a dream? I don't actually know at this point still. But there's also even a part towards the end where it's like she's talking to a psychiatrist and you're just like, and we're like, oh, finally, she's getting some help. Holy shit. I think it's really good for her. She needs to talk yeah. to someone seriously. And they're they're diagnosing her with, um, what did I just say, a disassociative disorder? Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's like. specifically later, uh, multi-personality disorder. Yeah. And just being like, yeah, you know, you're seeing these things and it's not really you. And it's you trying to, you know, talking to yourself about like, you know, your old idol career and this and that. And helping diagnose her. And she's like grateful she's like all right thank you doc and she stands up and then they call rap on the film and it's like fuck that wasn't real (laughs) (laughs) yeah the whole crew starts cheering and everything yeah the lead actress comes out just like we did it mima that was incredible you and i are just like what the fuck is happening you're you're like no she she needed that help for real (laughs) she needs to be told this fuck (laughs) oh my gosh and so yeah it is really hard to gauge what is real with this movie and it is a fucking ride dude (laughs) yeah it never lets up I when during this movie we had like a moment where uh, my computer froze and I had to like restart it to get back on the call and watch the movie and I flipped out i was like what no no you can't do this like don't stop don't stop no stop (laughs) so then like i i restart it and everything and i show up and like i get back and 
Pumpkin Panic was with us watching this movie, and I was just like, so where are you guys at? It's like, oh, we didn't realize what was happening, so before we paused it, and like they were like four minutes ahead, yeah. and there was no question. I was like, all right, I'm muting all of you. I don't care, and I'm catching up. Just just talk amongst yourselves like idiots while I watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, we just put you on timestamps, and we're just like, he's in for a ride for that four minutes. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> Uh, I was like, I, d- I was like, should I? I? I don't feel safe watching this alone. <laughs> uh, Even so, for four minutes, I was just like, I need an adult. <laughs> so I don't know much about idol culture. I have heard stuff like you know that they value purity and all that stuff, and they have to be the like the pristine image of like you know like. I don't. I don't even know what a uh, girl. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. like I've heard, uh, heard once again. I don't know anything. This is all unsubstantiated. Uh, you know, sometimes not even allowing them to be in relationships and stuff like that. Um, weird shit. Yeah, that 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 is like some proven stuff. Sure. Where like there are some anti-dating stuff that you sign in your contract. Yeah, I, I have no solid examples of any of the things. These are things I've heard. So breaking into movies and wanting to break clear of her. Uh, pop idol persona her agent gets her into a film that has a adult scene <laughs> an adult movie basically gets her in an adult movie where she plays I think she plays a stripper well no it's still double bind <coughs> it's the drama double bind because originally she was just going to have that bit part but because of the pushing... So then it's them trying to extend her role and being like, well, I guess if she's willing to do this, we could have a role for her. Because they were even scared about using her because she was a former idol. And they're, yeah. they said, like, they're hard to use. Like, they're really hard to use. Yeah, and they did, and uh, when they sent her the script on that and showing her what she would be doing, which well, we did the trigger warning, but yeah, she's a stripper and she gets sexually uh, assaulted. Mm-hmm. Uh on, on a stage around a bunch of like cheering dudes uh she, they hand her the script to that it goes a little quiet for a bit but she once again just wants to be too good of a team player and she says yeah she'll do it or, you know whatever it takes to become you know a, a good actress and, and you say team player but she also wants to like she wants to shed that persona she doesn't want to be known as the former idol Mima, but as the I, actress Mima. I mean, yes, I say that, but I just don't think that she wanted to go that far so quickly. Probably uh, not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're we, right. You're right. We have we have the scene. They're filming the scene. It's very awkward. I think uh, so, someone was joking. Uh, I think well, some. I'll just say someone was joking. Like, hey, you, okay, so you guys are gonna watch hentai now? I said. There's like a sex scene and no one is going to enjoy it. I can damn well guarantee you it is a miserable experience sitting there. Mm-hmm. It does break it up a little bit with a bit of humor where like, you know, they they have to call a break. And the guy who's supposedly doing the action, leaning over the actor, he's like leaning into her ear. He's like, hey, I'm sorry, by the way. It's like, you know, are you uncomfortable? Are you okay? You know, people are people are asking to make sure she's all right. Yeah. and it, But it was just like, I know this is like supposed to break it up, but it was still just like. Oh, it was so hard to watch. It was so hard to watch. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And cool, well, because, you know, they immediately start, and she's screaming and yelling, and people are, like, pulling at her and shit. Uh, it's depicted really violently. Uh, and then, yeah, she uh, gets out of her scene, and this is why I was saying, like, she's still... She's, I think she's... This is why I say she's mm-hmm. being a team player. She gets 
out of the you know out of the car her asian like feels really bad he's really quiet and he looks up at her and she's just kind of staring off and he's like hey i'll tell you what i'll, I'll treat you to a, a nice dinner let's go out somewhere and cel- you know celebrate you you know you being an actress and such you know you deserve it kind of thing oh 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 wait what happens with um Rumi during the scene though i think she couldn't bo- stand to watch you she is like straight up silently crying like full-on river of tears streaming down angrily stands up and like walks out of the room defiantly just like i can't watch this i can't watch the destruction of this yeah because she was still pushing for mima to be an idol to go back to cham and to like not be an actress she she was yeah she was doing that but also it was one of those you know she had it it, it gave the impression that she was thinking this Mm -hmm. was a bridge too far you know even if she wants to be an actress though she did want her to be an idol this was a bridge too far how could we do this? At least that's the impression they give uh, when you're watching it at the time. But yeah, at least her agent treats her to probably like some a, a nice meat dinner. Yeah, a nice dinner. She's and he like asks her if she's okay, and she's like, yeah, of course. Or, or, or asks if the di- you know, and then asks about the dinner. She's like, oh, I'd love it. Let's go. This and that. But then we get to the scene where she is back at her house by herself. Mm-hmm. And she just drops to the bed, crying and screaming to herself, like, "Of course, I didn't want to do it." Well, well, first, well, first, she's like totally. She gets in her room and she looks around. She seems fine, and then she pulls out the fish food and looks oh, right. at her fish, and yeah. all her fish are dead. All her fish are dead, and I, I, I oh, that's right, because I made, I made the ref. Or I, I ended up saying like, uh, and the fish were the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, of all the weight that she was carrying with her, I think emotionally, uh, and then yeah, that's when she breaks down and cry, mm-hmm. and she's screaming, she's yelling out to herself while she's crying. Of course, I didn't want to do it, uh, and it's just, uh, it's like gut wrenching. <laughs> I feel so bad just to talk it about is, right now. Oh, it's so well done, but God damn. <sighs> but it, it helps they talk about like expanding her role though i think before that we do see uh she gets a visit at her agency with her other me- former members of cham mm-hmm. and they're doing great too actually just incidentally all coincidence i'm sure yeah they chart for the first time yeah for the first time since since the band oh sorry nan was reminding me uh even before that we had the scene um where she was given a letter while she was on set um, a bunch of letters going to the main actress, but one of them addressed to Mima, uh, and her agent opens it while she's busy doing a scene, and the fucking thing explodes, sending like shrapnel or whatever into him. So he's like bleeding. They said he's fine. They're like, oh yeah, it was nothing really, just a prank. I'm like, he's bleeding, man. <laughs> it's a bit more than it's just a prank, bro. But then she gets like a message saying like the real, the next one yeah. will be real. So that's fucked up. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but go, going back to the other members of Cham, yeah. they're charting for the first time since ever. They have a new album coming out. We haven't really touched upon it before uh, or earlier, but like you see Mima have a bit of a, uh, I guess like an imposter syndrome kind of thing or some kind of complex going on where she thinks people are kind of talking bad about her or she thinks like maybe she might not be cut out for that kind of stuff. Uh, like on set, she it, it looks. It gives the impression that people are like looking up at her and just kind of like giggling to themselves. You know, the ridiculous idea that mm-hmm. an idol, I guess, is trying to get break into acting. Uh, and then the same thing happens here with her two bandmates, where you get the distinct impression just by like little that she says and just the the way uh, I, I don't know that 
the way she she emotes i want it's weird because i'm talking about a drawing not a person but you know it's animation the way she emotes uh, and yeah. all that um you can tell she kind of has the idea in her head that maybe they're doing well because she left <laughs> that she was the one holding her back holding them back yeah which okay before we move on i gotta clear the air about this oh no this is how this worked. This is, I feel like, what is supposed to be implied here. So Cham was a either rising or had a kind of peak where they were getting a little good but never charted, but they seemed to be on the decline. One of their members, which seemed to be the biggest promoted member of the group, left the group. Um leaving just two members behind. Yeah, and she was the one center stage on all the posters. In fact, no one can see it now except those who are watching her stream, but like they're showing like a front like kind of what looks like a poster where she's up at the front and the other two our faces are over them, but like they don't even have a face on the on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> and so what I think would happen here in the situation is that this would actually gain some attention. It would be in the news and it would be in the news two ways about an idol trying to be an actress about an idol group having to pick themselves up after losing such a big member of their group. So I wasn't surprised when I hear her, their next single charts because that can happen, you know, whether they're good or not. I have no idea. We never actually hear the song. I think, mm, do we? I don't know. Cause they, we hear a couple pop songs later on, like one on the radio and we heard some, someone that uh, another one that was, not attached to like you don't see them singing it so i don't know if it's a song that she sang where she was with the group or if it's something they did so i don't want to sound mean i just said i'm just saying i wouldn't be surprised if meme is leaving the group gave enough publicity for people to actually check out their newest single to be like well what are they going to sound like without this uh this person in the group okay well make sure you don't offend the members of jam <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, again, because we didn't get to like. I mean, that could, that, with, I like, think that could go the that opening song was. I think that pretty could have awesome. the uh, you know also have the opposite effect too, where it's like you know a band is known for like the major person, and it's like oh they're leaving the band, you're like mm -hmm. boo, you're leaving the good, the good, you know the good part, you know. <laughs> but it didn't this time, and it worked out for them, and I'm happy for them, and it it just it's it's really hurt to see Mima take it as just like I was holding them back, like I I was. Didn't it kind of sound? Didn't it also kind of give off the, like, the way they were talking about it? It also made it sound like they thought the same way? Well, there is a sequence oh. later where we see them, like, definitely talking behind her back. Like, it's one of those, I think it's because of her perspective, we're mostly given her perspective, that, like, the way they're talking, even though they don't say anything directly, like, negative towards her at that point, it still seems like they're kind of, like behind mm -hmm. her back kind of you know, like, kind of thing and also like it did it didn't really help that they walk in to hear like mima's agent telling them talking about how cham is on the decline and isn't gonna rise back up and then they walk in just like we just charted motherfuckers <laughs> that's when you go in in slow-mo wearing like a fur coat and shades and shit <laughs> you just rented all of it for this one moment slam that magazine down they did. They slept, you know. Anyways, uh, and uh, I think that's also part where it's also the part where like Rumi is also like kind of thinking. You know, uh, Mima, Mima should have stick stuck with Pop. You know. Yeah, really trying to push like maybe we should put her back in champ. 
so right after this like happens and like double bind is like her part is expanded and this is really starting to like move for her um after the bomb exploded with the with her agent a writer for the show gets murdered like eyes gouged out very grotesque in an elevator murder yeah and that scene so fucked up yeah it was terrifying like it's like late at night he's leaving and going to the parking like going to his car in the parking garage and he hears um he hears a noise from the elevator and the elevator doors open and it's a cham song playing on like a a boombox like on the floor of the elevator and it's really loud and it's really tinny like it's like kind of breaking the speaker so it's a little distorted in a way which really adds to the scene and then when the elevator doors open again we just see the corpse with like the blood covering the wall eyes gone and man, i straight up freaked out i straight up freaked out didn't the lyrics also have something to do about someone being close to you or something? Yeah, something like that. I think you pointed that yeah, out, like, and you said like, "I'm really excited for like the line, the song lyric yeah. reading this week." And I was just like, "Oh, I don't have it." I was like, "Oh, he's gonna sing to us in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great." Yeah, I didn't ex- actually expect that to happen, but I thought it was funny to say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was like freaky ass lyrics, and then like yeah, that whole situation, and then yeah, he's just dead. He's just dead. In the uh, elevator? That's fun. No, the use of the boombox audio, like, that that really freaked me out. Just, like, how loud that would be in that situation, like, when your, like, adrenaline's already spiking. Parking garages are already scary. Yeah. <laughs> like, your heart's already racing. You start, like, hearing something. The elevator door's open. It's a boombox playing, spe- like, specifically put in the middle of it, facing the doors. Like, your adrenaline's gonna spike. You're going to start losing it. And then to hear the kind of like distorted audio, it's going to twist in your head a little bit more just to like increase the fear in the situation. Secret to not being afraid in a parking garage is to give yourself the appearance of you're going to be the one to stab someone in a parking garage. (laughs) That way, everyone who sees you is afraid of you. And you're just like, you do the thing where you like cock your shoulders back and you're like, what? (laughs) What? 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 And that way, you don't have to be afraid. So you pass the fear <laughs> on to someone else, is what I'm saying. Please don't do that. That's scary. That's terrorizing. Don't do that. Please don't take that advice. Be yourself. Don't, pre- don't pretend you have a knife on you ready to stab anyone at any time. I didn't say pretend you have a knife on you. Calm down. You said pretend you're going to stab someone. <laughs> implying you're pretending you have something on you to stab someone. If there's going to be a stabbing taking like place, that. you want to be the stabber, <laughs> not the stabby. I. Okay, anyway. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> the more you know. All right, know. so. Uh, that's just one of a series of murders <laughs> that happen. Yeah, people, people who work on the show start winding up dead. Well, people that work with Mima, because after the writers killed. We get this, like, we see the sequence of, like, the uh, but, uh, photo shoot we talked about earlier. Yeah. Where, like, it starts off innocent and gets a little bit more risque. Till then it's, like, full nude with different poses. We start, like, the audience starts being shown, like, like her full body nude mm. with him, like, getting closer and closer with the camera. And then it switches to, like, 
her kind of dreaming of like the shoot and then going to his house later that night as like a pizza delivery and violently murdering him mm-hmm. and he winds up dead yeah and then that's the scene where we i think we, i think once it's hard to keep chronology in this movie because it's mm-hmm. It's also like I don't know if this even happened. Uh, it's so hard to keep track of. But like, yeah, I think that's the uh, the scene where we talk about where she wakes up, kind of curled up in bed, and finds the the bloody bed, uh, the bloody clothes. Talks to her other self, wakes up in the same position, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it, but it's confirmed he's dead. Like everyone who dies in this. You're like, oh, man, shit, was that a dream? Did that really happen? And then it's like, yeah, you show a news report where it's like, a, yeah, a person's dead as shit, yo. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how to react. I don't know how to react. It, it was insane. It was insane because you couldn't tell then at that point. Was it actually her? Was she pushed that far to do it? Because some people would tell you. Like, they wouldn't blame you for something like that, you know? Because it was also implied by, like, the members of Cham as they were talking behind her, behind her back, that, like, this photographer is known for, like, pressuring female models to strip farther and farther, Mm -hmm. like, manipulating them. She's already losing her sense of reality by this point. I think a part of either it was in the shoot or a dream, a part of her dream, like, of the shoot, uh, where I think you even get a glimpse of, like, uh, Mamania, I think, somewhere mm-hmm. still. Like, he always just keeps popping up somewhere in the background, even if he doesn't make himself known. It's it's true. <laughs> it's true. Like, you, you see her, like, filming scenes for Double Bind, and, like, she starts to, like, panic because she sees him for a second, then loses him, and sees him again. And you see the crew and the cast, like, really start to worry about her. And as I should say, we brought yeah. up how um, she starts to think that people don't like her and that she's all like they're always talking behind her back. When like her agent is told by producers and writers that like everyone in the crew and the cast love her and that she does great work and they're excited to have her on board. And it actually genuinely seems like they really do enjoy her. It seems like the main actress of the show too even really likes her. Yeah, no, yeah, the main actress goes up to her and is like, man, you're doing great, uh, uh, Mima. When they even, like, wrap the final scene of the show, it's just like, Mima, we did it, and, like, like hugs her and, like, tells her, like, they have to go eat now and, like, they have to go celebrate together. And it just, oh, it's so, it, it hurts to see her, like, how much doubt she has in herself and the choices want- she's made and what's going on in her life, in her own mental state in her own like vision or like mm. image of herself i want this culture of every time i do i successfully do something people want to take me somewhere to eat <laughs> <laughs> i want this i need this in my life hey that's a successful podcast everyone let's go eat <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah let's both drive just like 30 minutes in opposite directions meet up at a Whataburger fancy fancy steak dinner Whataburger I guess bigger accomplishments is fancy steak podcast is Whataburger let me ask you this at the time we're recording this where are we going to get a steak dinner exactly so it really starts to fall apart when she is finally attacked uh, by Mimania after the wrap of Double Bind Rumi and her get separated for a little bit and she gets assaulted by Mimania 
he tells her, you're not the real Mima. Uh, I know the real Mima, and uh, I think he was going to take her, get her, uh, you know, out of the way so that the real Mima can uh, go back to being a pop idol and pure. It's like, you didn't even know me as Mimania, so you're really the imposter. Like, fully believing these emails he's been receiving from somebody that, like, Mima isn't real. That, like, she's the real Mima that's being locked away and kept out of the spotlight so this fake one can ruin her image and be this different person. And since he now thinks that she's an imposter and not real, he decides to, instead just killing her, uh, sexually assaulting her. Yeah. Oh my! It's terrifying. Yeah. It honestly is just terrifying. Like it's it's I, a real feeling struggle of her fighting back, being able to push him aside, but ultimately, like him seemingly getting uh, one over on her because he's able to like tie her feet together with mm-hmm. a belt or something like that, even though she kicks him away. Um, but you know, before he can just do uh, horrible things, uh, she grabs a hammer that was uh, hanging off the end of the uh, edge of the stage. And whams him right in the temple. It doesn't even like have like a big like thump, and he falls out, out of the way. It's a thud, and they sit there for like seconds as he has to like as the brain is still processing what just happened, and like he screams, grabs the side of his head, and then just falls over. Now is is he dead? I think so. I think so, too. Even if he's not, we're done with him because he never shows up. And by the way the ending goes, I'm going to assume uh, optimistically that we never do (laughs) deal with him. Either he is dead or he is in prison. Because when Mima passes out after this happens, and when she wakes up, Rumi has Uh. her and it's just like, don't worry, I'm taking you back to Mima's room. Using and third person instead of second person mm-hmm. and that was where i think the biggest tip off uh the the, the biggest tip that you got where you yeah. <laughs> you immediately like audibly like noticed so i was like i guess we know who the bad guy is <laughs> <You're> like, oh, <laughs> she said mima's rooms like uh, it's like oh shit and i'm just like here going like oh <laughs> Uh, and lo and behold, she wakes up in a in the in a room that looks exactly like her room until she realizes the fish in the tank are still alive, and that the view from the balcony isn't the same. And that's when we find it's out almost like a perfect pristine version of her own apartment. The fish are still alive. She's got a better view, kind of thing. Oh, like a like a um, like a museum exhibit version of her room. Yeah. It's creepy. Like someone perfectly modeled this room. It's like, like going, like yeah, you, like those creepy, like, like, oh yeah, this is how the general's house was when he lived here. It's like, yeah. okay, <laughs> what? This old Nazi general? Why did we preserve this? <laughs> Good for him. Uh, but like, you're like, yeah. Whenever we're in Mima's room, like you see stuff kind of thrown about, like a girl who's mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay, maybe she didn't bother to fold up all of her laundry you know, at one point. Well, as opposed to. Uh, the meme of everything that looks out of place in this yeah. room looks put out of place just yeah. right. Um, I also want to go back to before we men, uh, we go on with what continues to happen in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Uh, 
take the take, other take early sign that you pointed out, and I kind of alluded to uh, with my description of Mamania, is um, you noticed uh, when you're looking at uh, Rumi, you're like, her eyes are pretty far apart. And yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying. I, I'm not making any kind of judgment on people who look different. But the way Japanese uh, ma- uh, anime style at the time, like, you know, they had the thing where it's like, you know, if anime characters had like kind of like, like, you know, smaller eyes or, or yeah, like, you know, less wide eyes, they would like uh, more likely be like a bad guy character. And like the ones with like the big wide anime eyes, like Goku eyes, they were usually like the good guys or like more innocent at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah. this was like a visual shorthand that you maybe like you don't get right away as like, the, yeah, they kind of draw like the more nefarious, I guess, people with just kind of like beadier, wider eyes apart. And yeah, yeah, like I said, I'm not casting, you know, any personal opinion on this kind of stuff. But like, yeah, it's they draw them to look different, abnormal from everyone else in the anime. Yeah. Uh, uh, and we, we talked about how like it's nice that this has kind of been pushed away from you know yeah um but yeah th- and so these are the tells and then you we get to her taking mima to the mima memorial art museum <laughs> and that's when we find out it was roomy the whole time yeah and she's like dressed as mima and, it is super creepy and you see her as mima mima sees her as herself unless she sees her in a reflection which I think is such a good touch because every time she's looked in her own reflection, she sees the Mima that Rumi has been playing. But now that she looks at Rumi's reflection, she sees Rumi for who she is. Yeah, it was a really good sh- showing of like how she still isn't in touch with reality. Mm-hmm. Like She knows what's happening to her is bad, but she can't fully fathom that it's roomy but it's still like the idol version of herself that's doing this yeah and it what makes it even worse is like we see like roomy is like really fallen into like how she is now mima and like this is because uh mima cannot maintain the image of being mima so she will be the perfect mima and comes at her with an ice pick i we also need to mention that roomy was also a former idol yes in her heyday, she was an idol, and I don't know what what the thing was. Either she aged out or just became unpopular. She never succeeded. Yeah, and so she was never that success story. But yeah, eventually she just gave up on being an idol. Uh, but she wanted to be a talent agent or talent scout for idols, and then started living her like idol dream through Mima. Suddenly, Mima doesn't want to be an idol no more. Goes towards uh, acting. Does some uh, less idol. Uh, um, oriented roles. She's like in this like perfect version of like the dress from the Cham days with the bow and everything. And as like they like how do how does she, like first she like attacks Mima and mm-hmm. even like stabs her like in the shoulder or something, right? She starts choking Rumi and is able to like get her off her. And jump from the balcony as Rumi tries to, like, regain herself. And as she's, like, running uh, through, like, the fire escape, through on rooftops, like, jumping over on different rooftops, we just see this graceful version of uh, Mima just, like, 
prance beautifully chasing her with this ice pick behind her back. Yeah, and even supernaturally, like, leap from, like, head... Uh, not headlight. Uh, fuck, what are they called? The, the the highway lights, those those kind of things? Uh, Traffic lights? Not traffic lights, but, yeah, it's those ones that kind of hang up, you know, that are suspended over, you know, like, highways and shit. Uh, but, yeah, she's just gracefully jumping from each to each other, like, physically impossible for anyone to do. But, like, this meme version of herself is just... Su- su- superhuman <laughs> it's it but like then as like we see her reflection we just see like superhuman Rumi sweating and breathing like crazy just booking it through the city to chase this woman down and end her life yeah rather than prancing she's just full tilt like gasping for breath sprinting after her and i gotta say i don't know the superhuman like mima or yourself version is really creepy but, like, on a real level, if I saw this woman sprinting at me full tilt with an ice pick, I don't know. That just seems more real and scarier to me. Yeah. No, I would be losing my shit. <laughs> it's, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The, the thought of that happening, I would maybe just curl up in a ball and let it happen to me. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things. Like, if I saw like a graceful version of me, I'd be confused. But I'd be like, "Oh fuck!" And I would just like haul ass. If I see someone full tilt running at me, I can't run very fast, even when chased. Like, I'm just that's when I curl up in a ball. I'm like, "Eh!" (laughs) "End it quickly!" Just do it, please. I just don't want to live through this. (laughs) I don't want to see you running at me anymore. Um. She chases her all the way into an alleyway, sort of. It's like an uh-huh. alleyway, but there's like a storefront there, too, inside the alley. Uh, but it's closed because it's really and, early morning. And she is yelling during this chase sequence, and no one comes out to help. Yeah, that's also another scary thought. Is her just shouting out into the night, somebody help me, and you don't see a person anywhere. <laughs> like, you see people in the buildings, but you don't see anyone come yeah. out. We get in the alley, and, uh, well... Yeah, she, she uh, attacks her there. She has very little place to go. Uh, I think she... Does she throw something at her? Or did she, like, kind of dodge and then the window's broken for the storefront? I think, like, she dodged and something broke the storefront. Because I don't think they, like, slammed into it or anything. Uh, and then, yeah, she goes for, like... Uh, I say one more lunge. She goes for, like, a big lunge that, you know, looks like it's going to go straight for Mima. Uh, and at the last minute, she's able to kind of push out of the way. Uh, and Rumi falls on top of like the broken glass, and once again, no, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, it it was even fucking crazier. So, like, she comes at her for the last lunge. She does get stabbed in the yeah. side, uh, but is able to push her off. The bow comes off Rumi's head, oh, and so yeah. the illusion completely breaks. Yeah. And Rumi's just like, or, the bow and like and the, the wig, wig comes yeah, off the bow too. Was attached to the wig, yeah. So she's not meme anymore. She's roomy and she starts freaking out and she like it's on the other side of the glass. So not right. even thinking, yeah. not even stopping, she full on impales herself in the glass reaching for yeah. the wig and we just see blood pool at the feet uh, like at her feet. And once again, it's not like a stab and then like a panic or anything happening. It's a stab like you could hear that piercing sound. And stillness for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every uh-huh. fucking time. And yeah, she's so desperate to get the wig back on so she can be Mima that she fucking impales herself on the window glass, blood pooling at the floor, and yet she still grabs the wig, 
pulls herself out of the glass and starts trying to adjust the wig back on, forgetting about Mima. She's just trying to write herself again. And even, like, we get that image of, like, when the wig's back on and, like, the Mima illusion is back. Like, blood on her fingertips, blood on her face, like, with that, like, perfect smile that is so innocent yet so broken. And... In that moment, that's when Mima kind of, like, it, it almost seems like she realizes, like, who she is in that situation. And we see, like, Rumi walk into the street still believing this this lie she has told herself of being Mima, being this idol. And she collapses on her knees while, like, there is an oncoming truck coming to just, like, it is going to kill her. Yeah, and she sees it as the spotlight. And she raises her arms. It's the crowd cheering for her. But Mima, being the goddamn good egg that she is, can't let Rumi die like that. So she goes, tackles her out of the way of the truck, and they both lay there like exhausted. Well, I think Rumi passes the fuck out, and I think Mima is like just exhausted and ready to pass out. <laughs> and that's when people show up. Like, the truck driver comes out, it's like, is everyone okay? Like, I just, I didn't see you guys there, like... And yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You were just ready. You were ready. <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of we 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 skip a little bit after this, and we see now that like Mima is recognized after Double Bind, and like people see her as an actress, not not a member of like a former idol. Yeah. Um, and she even goes and visits Rumi at the institution she's in, because Rumi still believes every day that she is a pop idol. That she like she just stands in front of a mirror with like a bouquet of flowers, uh, seeing herself as Mima, and in front of the crowd and cheered and loved by everybody. And Mima actually thanks Rumi because she she knows that without this experience, she actually wouldn't have maybe gotten better after what had happened to her. It's kind of a horrifying takeaway, but yeah. <laughs> well, I I mean. She learned a lot from the experience. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying it's a horrifying takeaway that she thanks her for what she's done. Yeah. <laughs> well, she doesn't thank her, but says she's learned a lot thanks to Rumi. Mm-hmm. Thanks yeah. to the experience with Rumi and everything. Yeah. Um, and of course it ends with like probably... How about that ending? It is <laughs> one of the best. Like so simple yet so really? uplifting it's so baffling to me well, i thought even for when it happened i think you even had a reaction of like what because <laughs> you don't expect it to end so abruptly like it does well i had time to think about it but like really think okay. about it because like we see these two nurses start like are gossiping and whispering saying that uh they don't believe that that's mima and that that's the actress and that mm-hmm. uh, it has to be some sort of imposter or lookalike, because there would be no reason she would be visiting a mental hospital. Yeah. And we see her get into her car, look in her rearview mirror, kind of smile with like, and you kind of even see it in her eyes, and just says, "No, I'm real." Yeah, and it ends like a wink <laughs> with a wink, and it's just like that realization, like. And this is not how it happens. Like, you really need therapy and medicine and everything. Like, she's overcome, like, this kind of, like, <laughs> yeah. like dissociative nature and, like, realizes that, like, she is who she needs to be. 
Uh, Look, therapy didn't exist in 1997 or 93, whenever this came out. This is how you got over. Was right on the money. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly how it happens. And she knows who she is. She knows she's yeah. real. And she knows the only person that can be her is her. And it's great. It's beautiful. I, yeah. I, I, I don't... I can see why so many films reference this movie in film. Like, in their own films. Darren Aronofsky famously like used this film for um, Requiem for a Dream. And uh, you know, I didn't know that, but I can totally see that. You now. can see it. Yeah, it is. Uh... <laughs> this film is incredible. Yeah, I. This is this. I, I like this more than Requiem for a Dream. I Requiem. I I would watch this again because I think it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe not right away. I might have to no, give it I, a bit. You know, like ask me in <laughs> three years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Requiem for a Dream. It's like, uh, oh, maybe I could... I'm not feeling it. No, 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 no. Never, not since I first watched that movie, and I have not seen it since. I don't need to rewatch that movie. Gosh, every time I just hear the, like, the theme from Requiem for a Dream, Uh, I go into a panic attack. In college, I was like, I don't know why I had the idea to listen to the main soundtrack. It's a good... That main theme is really good. It is amazing! When you think about it in accordance to the movie, it just it just inspires horror in you. And I was in college, like reading some kind of like poem. I forgot by who, but it was some kind of like, "Here's how the world will end in brimfire, and Satan will open up the floor." And as I'm reading this, like the song for Requiem of a Dream comes on, and I'm reading this, and I'm also like nursing a fever, and I'm like, I'm not in a good place right now. <laughs> I can't do this. It was horrifying. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, no, I don't. I don't need to go anywhere near that movie. Just nowhere near it. Sometimes I don't even want to watch Jared Leto movies because <laughs> I have to think about that movie every time I see him. American Psycho's all right. Ah, okay, yeah, all right, all right, all right. I'm not exactly going to be like, hey, yeah, no, we should totally watch it. Hey, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, anything else on Perfect Blue? I'm trying to think. I was like, okay, were there any characters that we missed that we should talk about or any kind of fun, cutesy bullshit? Um, I don't think so. Pretty good. I think we talked about most of everything. So did you like it? I did. It's a good movie. And even, I, I knew, I'd, like I said, I saw it like an hour, a year or a year and a half uh, before for the first time. And I was like, wow, that was a really good movie. Like, holy shit. Um, and then rewatching it now, while we were rewatching it, there would be moments happening where I'm just like, oh, I know it's going to happen. Even though it was going to happen, the moment happened. I was like, oh, it's such a good movie. It's so fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I was trying like to hold it in because I was like, I, I think even leading up to today uh, to watching it, I was like, okay, I think it's a really good movie. It's awesome. I don't want to overhype it for you. I don't like the idea of overhyping movies for people. So I wanted to make sure not to be like start gushing to you about it. Mm-hmm. I did want to warn you about the uh, assault in it, if you didn't already know, which I didn't know if you did or not. But I was like, uh, that's about all I'll say. And I think it's a good movie. That's all. <laughs> so I was like, okay, there you go. That's it. Um, did you like it? I got to say you were right. It was a good movie. You didn't overhype it. In fact, you underhyped it because I loved it. I had such a great time, even though it put me in like a really bad place for a little bit. It was amazing. Like every every decision they did in this movie worked for this movie. I could not stop watching this movie. And now I would not recommend this movie for everybody, especially with the trigger warnings for it. Um, 
Yeah, I would say go into it knowing those trigger warnings. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you want to introduce this movie to someone, you gotta give them those warnings on the outside. I think. Yeah, don't don't just tell them so- like, oh, don't worry, it's just it's great. It'll be a surprise. Like, no, tell them tell yeah. them like what could potentially trigger them in this movie because there's yeah. a lot. But it is a very incredible film that this is a film that you can once you see it, you'll you'll know why there are a lot of classes taught on on a film yeah. like this. Uh, there is something I forgot that I did want to mention. Uh, I Go kept saying, like, I love the way... As we were watching it, I was like, I kept saying, I love the way this movie shot. And it's not like, you know, it's animated, so it's not shot per se. But, like, just mm-hmm. the way that it's animated, it just, like, it looks like it has just such beautiful, like, just uh, camera direction. Where like yeah, just the points like where the camera is like overhead against someone looking down a hallway. Yeah. The zoom in or not the zoom ins, but like the close up shots of certain characters. Um, even if it's not zooming in, or even if it's not doing a close up on a face, when it closes up on something, you're like ah, <laughs> fuck. Uh, so it has great art direction. Art direction, yes, Nan. Thank you. I don't know what you would call it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it has great lighting too in its art. Yeah. Uh, really, everything good- about like everything Studio Madhouse does in this film, spot on, perfect for what they were trying to do for this. Was it perfect blue? <laughs> anyway, you got anything to plug? Uh, yeah. <laughs> for a second, <laughs> we're, we're, we uh, do these podcasts. Uh, we stream them uh, live every Friday. Uh, twitch.tv forward slash second respawn that's the number two nd roared respawn um we're variety streamers when we do this every friday around 10 o'clock central u.s time but when we're not doing that nans do kicking ass in elden ring he's almost done i think he's gonna fight melania in the next uh stream i do divinity with bubs where i just get angry uh <laughs> Then I we do Persona Strikers and uh, some Ace Attorney, stuff like that. Nan also does Monster Hunter. And with the new Sunbreak coming out, we're going to have all loads of fun with that on Saturdays. Yeah. Also joined by, as always, Sir Squarin. You can find him at twitch.tv forward slash Sir Squarin. That's Sir S-Q-U-A-R-I-N. Um, and he also does variety streams. He's almost done with Kingdom Hearts. And then the DLC. <laughs> and then he'll follow that up with uh well he's also doing resident evil 3 remake i think um so oh, apparently i have dlc to do <laughs> <laughs> and also we usually do uh dungeons and dragons on his channel every other sunday it's a lot I'm, of fun. i'm really excited for it we've got it coming up and it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. I light the people's on fire. Hey, <laughs> all right. And uh, if you like what you hear, please feel free to share it. Uh, give give it to a member of your family, a friend, a stranger on the street. I don't know. You know, just just any any little bit helps. Um, just stuff the podcast on a zoom and leave it somewhere and see if cavemen can figure it out. Well, if they can figure out what us cavemen were doing with this. <laughs> Watch that Zoom be destroyed for the Enviri <laughs> because it's not an iPod. No. Zoom's going to make a comeback now because of this. <laughs> um, next week, you can catch us uh, checking out the Animatrix. 
which we are very excited for continuing the uh, adult side of summer of animation um until then i think that's about it for us um really take care of yourself guys if things are going wrong it's okay to talk to people don't keep it in yeah and wait for the new single coming out for cause chan <laughs>